What's this world coming to? Anthony Scaramucci, baby. I think he should be called more like Scara Smoochie. I love you. I love the president. Oh, he's phenomenal. I love him. Uh, hold yeah. on. Let me pucker my lips and go up a little further on his behind. Yeah. Oh, Scara Smoochie. It's funny. A year ago, everything was different. He's a political hack. He was gun control. He was everything. Now he just switched. People want to get power. They'll do anything, won't they? They will. He's the slick operator. He's not. He gonna... is a slick, smooth-tongued devil, is he not? But you know what? Once I started hearing him say stuff like, the American people love this president, and he's a great athlete, stuff like that, it just tells me that he's going to just fall into the same thing that Spicer was, and they're going to eat him up. I don't care how smooth he feels he is. If he just lies and says things that aren't true, he's going to lose all credibility really quick, don't you think? We had a fun game going yesterday. We were watching the news talk shows, you know, on Sunday morning. Right. He was on all the shows, and I'm sure Trump put him on all the shows because he loves what he says about him, you know. Trump doesn't care anything about the country. It's all about him, right? Right. So... Every time Scara Smoochie would say the word phenomenal, she would start singing this music. Phenomenal. So I'm going to put together a song. We'll have to play it on the podcast. Well, you get a drinking game when he says something nice about Trump. You'd be drunk after about two minutes. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And he went on another tweet storm this weekend. You know, I have a theory why nothing seems to stick to this guy. You want to hear my theory? Yes. He just keeps doing stupid stuff, and you can't even keep up with everything, right? Right. When you start thinking about what he said yesterday, the new thing is today, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're right. <laughs> it's it's like the cartoon, you know, where the guy is going, dance, dance. Oh, oh. You know, I mean, and, and he's just, the bullet's coming out of this guy's tweeter. <laughs> We're just dancing, man. We just... Trying to keep up, lest we get shot. You know, that big bullet is heading our way from North Korea. If somebody doesn't do something soon about this clown, please, Lord, help us. I'm on my hands and knees, ready to wheeze, saying, please. I'm surprised you don't have a uh, a bunker down in that basement of yours. A bunker? You know, oh, a-, a bomb shelter? Yeah. No, I told you what I'm going to do when the missiles start coming. You're going to go for a swim? I'm going to get my lawn chair, my carton of cools, and <laughs> some Krispy Kreme donuts, baby. <laughs> you never you, you never smoked, did you? No. I hate cigarettes. But You never had a puff in your whole life? Oh, yeah, of course. Everybody has, but yeah. I really hate them. So I'm thinking to myself over the weekend, who could possibly take the mantle of being a Democratic leader. I guess Chuck Schumer is maybe sort of that minority leader right now, but I don't see him as being the leader. But I'm going to tell you who excites me. I know who you're going to say here. I know who you're thinking I'm thinking, but it's not who you think that I'm thinking. It's a woman. Uh, They're talking about the woman in California, the African-American who is now the senator there. Maxine Waters. No, she's 78, Thomas. I know she's 78, but hear me out for a second. How old is Bernie? And Bernie Bernie can't be a leader of the Democratic Party. No. It's not his age. It's the fact he's not even a Democrat. Right. And that's why he was never going to be president. Somebody will emerge. I thought you were going to say Maxine Waters because it is Maxine Waters. No, you're nuts. No, no. I'm I'm saying not as a presidential figure, but as as someone who is a leader in the Democratic Party who can get millennials excited. I like that guy from Ohio. 
Ryan. Tim, yeah. What's his, Tim Ryan? Yeah, he's a real blue-collar guy. Right. Yeah, but he doesn't excite me. Maxine Waters, when she gets on TV, she speaks with such passion and conviction. I really like her. You know, I was reading an article just the other day that said that if Hillary Clinton had picked Sherrod Brown, she would have won the presidency. They were doing research on the Electrical College and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, I believe that. Well, I do, Sherrod too. Brown is super popular here in Ohio. She people, screwed up so bad. People oh. love him here. But Tim Kaine was a good choice. No, he wasn't. He was milk toast. And the first time they had that debate with Pence, he didn't talk once about all the weird things that Pence are into, like gay conversion therapy and not allowing gay people to you know, buy a cake at a bakery, he, all those kind of things. That would have made people say, this guy's too hard right. But, and he didn't say a damn thing about it. Sherrod Brown. I like Sherrod Brown a lot. He would have been a great choice because honestly, and here's another thing that made Hillary lose when she came out and said, you know, we don't really need Ohio. Are you kidding me? Every president since the beginning of time has needed Ohio to win. It's a bellwether state. You got to win Ohio. And for some reason, she thought the demographics and everything had changed to the point where they didn't need Ohio anymore, which is totally ludicrous, as you know. Right. Hey, when's the last time you had a hangover? This morning. <laughs> oh, no, really? no, no, no. I, it's been a long time. I had my first hangover in a really long time, yesterday, all day yesterday. And I didn't really drink that much. My wife and I went to someone's house, a little dinner party. We've split a bottle, and then we probably had a glass with dinner. But boy, I was out of it. I'll tell you my limit. I can drink two glasses of wine. I only drink wine pretty much. Right. I can drink two glasses of wine. Okay, three. But if I go over that three-point... I'm not going to sleep good that night. I'm going to feel like crap the next day, and it's not worth it. You know? Right. Well, I haven't done it in a really long time, and I'm on a kind of drinking schedule now where I don't drink Sunday through Thursday. And then Friday, I really look forward to having a one big drink, and I, it's a vodka with either lemon water or some kind of diet, ginger ale or something like that. One big one, and that's it. And uh, it's a big one, though. <laughs> it's a big damn glass. But, you know, those days are I'm gone. not a mixed drink kind of guy, but there's one drink I love that I discovered out at Spago in L.A. a couple of years ago. It's called Pepino's Revenge. Right. And it's Patron and lime juice muddled with cucumbers and basil. It is so delicious. Hmm. Doesn't that sound good? It does. Yeah. Very refreshing, especially in the summertime. <laughs> you don't taste the alcohol. You get just keep drinking those and that's a problem you know? it is a problem i don't but, like uh, to drink too much because i i drink to get a little bit of a buzz that's i'll have to be honest and i drink not for the buzz but i really enjoy fine wine which right. can get expensive yes it can no i like a cold beer on a hot day or when you're having a certain kind of meal like a sandwich or you know something like that nothing like a cold beer you were uh, tarring that roof in Shawshank, weren't you? Yes, I was. <laughs> I thought I recognized you up there. You know, last night I, I wanted to watch Megyn Kelly because 60 Minutes is a rerun. And I think she had a couple interesting stories. But that stupid race. Now, I'm not a, a NASCAR fan. But that race was scheduled to end at 7 o'clock. And they kept on having so many accidents. Do you know what time it ended? You were watching NASCAR? No, no, no. I turned to watch Megyn Kelly at 7 o'clock. 
because the race started like at four o'clock. And they said, you know, in the, in the TV menu that she'd be on at seven. But they blew past that. They blew past the show after that. That race didn't end till like 20 and nine. You know, they had 15 laps to go. And there was like four accidents with only 15 laps to go. So it didn't end. Megan wasn't too happy with that. I don't know if her show ever aired or not. We were watching Michael Phelps race the shark. Oh, how did they do that? Was it was it was it was sh- bogus. We actually turned it off and turned on Misery, the great James Con, Kathy Bates film Wait, from 1990. Sh- was the shark? We weren't interested. It was a lot of graphics. It was a lot of BS, and so we just turned it off. You should have taped it. You won't even make it halfway through. You'll realize it's just bogus Shark Week BS. So I'm guessing they had Michael Phelps swim in the ocean, and then they had a shark swim in the ocean the same distance. And then just put him side by side. I don't know. Correct. Yes. Yeah. That, you know, I think Michael Phelps and the shark have jumped the shark. <laughs> yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> All pun intended. Thinking about this the other day. Remember we talked about Watkins Glen? Mm-hmm. I'll do it real quick and you can ask me any questions. An even stranger Watkins Glen story. Okay. Do you have time? Sure. You going anywhere? No. How about you? <laughs> no. I don't think this podcast is going anywhere either, but okay. Oh, people. Back in the 70s, I had some friends who were into road racing. Not the kind of NASCAR around the circle, but that kind of, you know, with their straightaways and then curves and like like Monte Carlo, that, that kind of racing. Mm-hmm. Watkins Glen has a racetrack up there, a car racing track. And every October, I don't know if they still do it, they have a weekend of racing where on Saturday... They have a race where they have like 100 cars in the race, but they're all different. You like have 10 Corvettes, 10 BMWs, 10 Mustangs, 10 Ferraris, 10 whatever. And then you can win outright or you can win your class. And then the next Sunday is the big race with the Formula One cars. But up there on that weekend, it rains all the time because it's early October every year. Now, I don't know if they still do this. They have this thing up there called the bog and they call beat the bog where it's a big mud hole, where it's about a three-foot incline going down, you go in the mud, and then you're three-foot going out. And all weekend long, people try and beat the bog with their off-wheel vehicles, you know, like souped-up dune buggies, regular cars, trucks, anything. And then if they get stuck, there's hundreds of guys there that pull you out. And so this goes on all weekend. So Saturday night, it's a little rainy, it's muddy, more than it usually, and there's like 2,000, 3,000, mostly men around the bog drinking beer for a while. What happens when you get a lot of men drinking beer? Oh, there's no telling. Fights, baby. Well, you get that mentality, like when people in the old days used to hang somebody, that lynch mob mentality. Well, anyway, I had even to call my friend the other night because I wanted to talk about this on the podcast, and I wanted to make sure that I wasn't thinking I was making this up or anything. I think it was a Porsche, but he said it was just a fancy sports car. He can't remember. Well, anyway, this young kid drove this Porsche. I'm going to say Porsche. My friend says just a fancy sports car. Into the bog, right? It got stuck, and... Whereas usually 300 guys came out and just pulled it right out. For some reason, <laughs> they flipped it over in the mud, right? And well, The kid wasn't inside. Was no, no. He had gotten out looking. You know, he was waving to the crowd. But he was probably jerk. a rich kid, right? Right, exactly. And they hated him, right? Right, right. <laughs> so after the car is in the mud, Thomas, as God is my witness, the crowd started chanting, burn it, burn it, burn it. And they torched that car. Oh, my gosh. You were there. I was there. I didn't do it. I was like in the background with my mouth open saying, do you believe this? And then we always were saying, what do you think this kid said to his father when he got home? What happened to the car? But that's a true story. It happened in the 70s sometime in Watkins Glen. Isn't that something? 
You know, if they ever do a sequel to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, <laughs> that was Bueller. Bueller. Yeah, remember how he destroyed his dad's car? Right. Remember that? Right. Yeah, that was Bueller. Now, Bueller! You, now, you brought up Mueller. I don't want to go back to Trump again. No, you know, I said Bueller. I didn't say Mueller. <laughs> they, they keep, <laughs> I know where your mind is. No, but they keep on talking about how Mueller, whatever his name is, Mueller! Has, all, has all these Hillary lovers in his council, you know, that are investigating Trump. Well, Trump was a big Democratic donor in, in all those years. So I don't get it. Do you? Oh, I get it. It's creating the narrative that he's biased. Oh, how do we always go back to Trump? Oh. So how was your weekend? Good weekend? Yeah, pretty good. Pool time? Pool time. Yeah. Got an email from Claire this weekend. Oh, she showed you some of her kitchens. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. She's got an incredible taste. I'm kind of wondering how she ended up with you. (laughs) 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 And she also said, she said, you know, you and Mike should have a talk show. I don't know about a talk show, but I'm wondering if the podcast, hear me out, could actually fuel a daily radio show. Right. I have this thing now called CLASS, and CLASS is a... an acronym for Customized Linked Automatic System Solution. And what that is, is taking my daily content, I think I told you about this, and turning it into a downloadable thing for radio stations where they can plug it into their playlist So right. and just have you know my content. Well, we've been doing class for a few years, and I had this idea. And the class program usually ends up on radio stations in middays or nights or whatever, but not so much in you know, mornings and afternoon drives. So what if we took the podcast, I could market it as high class. Right. And it would be for drive time. We could take this content from the podcast and put it on in morning or afternoon drive on radio stations across the country. You think they'd go for that? I don't know. It'd be worth, you know. Don't they have their morning people that they hire, give them all the money? Well, here's the thing with local radio stations. They're running out of money and resources to hire these people. So right. that's created all these openings for me and my syndication, whether it be the class program or some of the satellite delivered programs. Could we take calls? No, it would be recorded. Oh, right, right. Yeah. But it'd have to be kind of topical. On the air, we'd just be Tom and Mike. Right. What do you think? Tom and Mike. Michael. You like Michael better? Yeah, you're the only guy that calls me Mike. But Tom and Michael doesn't really flow. Well, Michael and Tom. <laughs> and that doesn't flow either. I like Tom and Mike. Mike Tom and, and Mike. Tom and Mike. Tom and Mike. I haven't been called Definitely Mike Definitely Tom and Mike. <laughs> last time I was called Mike was when I played high school basketball. Mike That's behind a, the mic. Mike behind the mic. Ding, ding, ding. New idea born.